Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the weekly financial update podcast. Um, we try to put them out weekly. It's been a while just because of all the news that's been flying all over the place. I've been really uh, pulling off on sending them out because I didn't want to record the podcast, put them out, and then literally like the next day have everything basically be completely changed. Um, so we're going to start rolling these out more because we've got a lot of news. If you're just joining us for the first time on one of these updates, we talk about three primary uh, subjects that are very important to young professionals. Young professionals we classify as like 25 to 40 years old, 20 to 40 years old in that range. And those topics are <clears throat> student loans, mortgages, or home buying, and investments. Uh, I'll talk about the economy a little bit too, which you can expect. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. As you guys know, there's been some big changes with student loans, um, two big ones. Save is officially here. The government has updated their websites to say save instead of repay. So that plan is officially there. Um, I've got some questions from a lot of people. Number one, should you go on save or should you go on pay as you earn? That is a major, major question, especially if you have a graduate degree. Uh, because uh, save is 25 years versus pay being 20 years. And so even though the lower required monthly payment is lower, we're still seeing about 50 to 75% of people that, that we work with at Fitbucks still would benefit from pay as you earn. Um, and so before you just you know have a party that your monthly payment is going to be lower, make sure that you are looking into that and what that cost is going to be. And of course, your Fitbox coach, for those of you that are Fitbox members, can help you, um, you know, make that decision and run those simulations for you. They can help you build your entire financial plan so that way you can see the impact of like save versus pay as you earn, all that fun stuff. If you're not a member, join Fitbox.com. It's $18.99 a month right now. Uh, we have a special going on because we're trying to help everybody as much as we can before student loan repayment starts. So don't the moral of that story is don't just blindly go into this new program called save because it's not beneficial for everybody okay that's number one the other stuff that we are seeing out there is a lot of you have been asking me can you go on save and then take advantage of the interest forgiveness on it every month and then pay off your loans uh potentially yes uh i haven't put out any content on that simply because we don't know the process yet I'm going to assume that it's going to be the same that the repay interest subsidy was on. But as of right now, we just don't know. Um, and so we have that in our technology. We are able to model that already and we can show you the difference. 
the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of people are saying, well, should I refinance my student loans? If this new save program goes in and you can take advantage of this interest subsidy, you may not want to refinance your student loans because what we call the effective interest rate on your federal loans will drop dramatically um, if you're able to use this loophole to pay off your student loans. Again, I'm not going to go too deep into it in this update uh, in the details of that because it gets a lot of numbers flying around. And if once we confirm how to do it, we'll be putting out podcasts and articles and stuff of exactly how to do it. I just wanted to let you guys know if you're thinking about doing that, um, you know, good thought. But we still just don't know 100% yet how that process is going to play out. If you are thinking about paying off your loans and you're looking for a smarter way to do it, then again, make sure you schedule your call with your FitBoss coach and get more details on that because it's going to potentially save people literally tens of thousands of dollars in interest payments. All right. So uh, get, you know, take a look into that. The other question that I'm getting um, is that, you know, the save program went into place. What's going to prevent it from changing in the future? And there's two things on that that I want to point out. First of all, there is nothing that's going to prevent it from changing in the future. Like this thing going out to the public just showed you that, you know, a president doesn't need Congress anymore to actually make student loan repayment plans. So there's nothing out there that can prevent this, essentially. Um, But it's here. So that's what we're planning on. The bigger thing, though, is that I have heard some rumblings uh through some people that i've met in dc that they're anticipating a lawsuit on on this new save repayment plan and so if that's the case there may be a a stop a temporary stop to this and that it might end up actually going to the supreme court which if that's the case then the stop is going to be all the way probably till july of next year so we need to to know that just that it might be there now how as you as a borrower supposed to go about this you got to do with with what we know is in place right now and as of right now what is in place is that this new repayment plan save is is there so we're going to assume that it's not going away therefore everything that i just talked about for the last few minutes where you have to decide hey like if I'm going for loan forgiveness, should I go on pays you earn or save? That's still a decision you have to make because you have to assume that it's here. If you're going to pay off your loans and you want to look at save to, to take advantage of the interest subsidy instead of doing something like refinancing, you still got to look into that too and decide what's best for your situation. Okay. Um, I just bring this up because don't be surprised. If you hear from us in another email or an update or something like that, that's like, this thing's being challenged. If that's the case, at that point, you just say, look, we know it's being challenged. Now, what do I do? And you just got to figure out what you got to do then, right? So you just update your financial plan at that point. Um, Again, that's why with our members, if you have questions on this stuff and stuff's flying all over the place and changing, like it's been changing for the last like two years, um, you can always call your coach or email them and say, hey, what's the deal with this? And, and update your plan very quickly and very efficiently. Okay, but you're going to have to be on this stuff. Um, and so that's that's the big stuff about student loans. One last thing on student loans, and this is massive, but it only affects uh, people that are in the state of California and the state of Texas. Okay, um, 
those two states used to have this thing where like certain workers in hospitals could not actually work for the nonprofit. So they had to be part of a different entity. So like if you work at like a Kaiser in California, you worked for a company, like if you're a PT, um, and I think some of the nurses too, you work for TPMG. You don't actually work for Kaiser, the nonprofit. And because of that, those employees could not qualify for public service loan forgiveness. There has been an update to public service loan forgiveness that you now qualify. It's okay. So I want to rephrase that again. Like if you work at one of those places in California or Texas, uh, such as like a Kaiser, you now qualify for public service loan forgiveness. And the months that you have worked there and you have been in repayment and something else should also count towards your loan forgiveness time. So like if you've been at Kaiser for six years and you were making payments like on a normal payoff strategy prior to COVID, you should get that six years counted towards public service loan forgiveness. So if you're in one of those states and you're in that situation, again, you now have to look into it and say, do I have to change my entire you know, student loan plan, my entire financial plan, like, can I benefit from this? All right. So take a look at that. So with home buying, we are at like 20 year highs for interest rates. And I've been getting a question a lot, like, well, should I buy it? What you have to realize is we don't think about this, especially because, you know, most of the people that listen to this podcast are younger. Um, This is not a high interest rate. Okay, this is actually about average, a little bit higher than average for historical interest rates when it comes to mortgages. We just don't think about that because the Federal Reserve has been artificially uh, keeping interest rates low for the last 20 years uh, because basically over the last 20 years, our economy has sucked and they just are trying to prop it up. Okay, so... That, that's the reality around where we are with, with homes. Now, with that being said, people have asked me, well, what's a good interest rate? There is no such thing as a good interest rate on a mortgage. You should be looking at how much home can you afford? And if you even want to buy a house, first and foremost, like, do you really want all that comes with it? All the upkeep, all the expenses, all that type of stuff. That's number one. Number two is how much can you afford? And then number three is, should you be renting or should you be buying based on on all that information? Okay. Um, Again, side note, if you guys want help with all that, like we released some of our home buying AI right on the Fitbox profiles that actually tell you that answers. Like those, how much can you afford to be renting versus buying? And they'll customize that answer to you. And again, if you need help, just ask your Fitbox coach on how to use that. Okay. And then you can build an entire financial plan around that situation. You can simulate like home, like buying versus renting, all that fun stuff. Okay. But the big problem right now, what I mean by interest rate doesn't matter is if you decide, yes, I want to buy a house because it's affordable, then it's affordable. It doesn't matter if the interest rate is 2% or if it's 15%. Affordability is can you afford to make the monthly payment? Okay. Now that's the big thing that's so different right now is affordability. Um, affordability is still not there. And people have been asking me, oh, well, do you think, you know, affordability will, will go down, like be there again, meaning will real estate prices go down? And here's the thing, like, and I'll tie in real estate and investment, like this conversation together because it, it coincides together with each other. For almost every economic indicator that I personally look at, 
is negative right now. And it's been negative for almost a year. Um, the biggest one that I look at is what's called the yield curve, and it's been negative. And it's one of the biggest indicators of a coming recession, and not just a coming recession, but a big recession. Okay. Um, but, but the markets can stay inefficient for a very, 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 very long. And at the end of last year, a bunch of people were predicting that we're going to be in a massive recession this year. And it hasn't come to fruition. We were in a little bit of a recession last year. And then this year, some of the, what they measure were like GDP of how an economy is doing has actually been going up again. Um, I know it doesn't feel like that because inflation is still destroying like me and you and everybody else, but somehow our GDP is going up, right? Here's the thing, all right? That a lot of people like investors that I know on Wall Street and stuff, they were like, oh, the recession's coming. They underestimated the impact of the stimulus from COVID, okay? And this is why if you guys have listened to our updates over the last year, I've mentioned, you know, be ready for a recession, like have more cash in the bank, because I, I think that there's a higher probability of it happening versus not happening. Okay, that's my personal opinion. And I've said that over and over again. But don't just stop contributing to like Roth IRAs and all that type of stuff, like keep dollar cost averaging into it, primarily because you know, you don't want to try to time the markets and whatnot, but look what's happened. Like if you had stopped contributing to like a Roth IRA last year, let's just say like last November, December, that means that you stopped contributing when the markets were going down and you missed everything going back up. Okay. Will the markets keep going up from here? I, I don't know. I don't try to predict it. Like, you know, I've never been like an, a market investor. I always, like when I was back investing on my own, like, option trading and stuff, I'll go into individual type of things, like individual companies and stuff. I never tried to time the market or read it. Okay. It's just wasn't, to me, it's a, a fruitless endeavor. Okay. The reason why I bring that up and this whole thing with the COVID, like COVID stimulus, and this is why you're seeing inflation across the world is because governments across the world did this. I want you guys to think about this. Back in 2008, when the bailouts were happening and stuff, the government essentially put $600 billion, $600 billion into the United States economy. And we saw real estate booming. We saw stock markets get to valuations over that, like from 2010 to basically 2020, it was just all systems go like, I mean, Everything was just on on the up and up because of government spending, essentially. Okay, um, but that doesn't really produce stuff, and there gets to be a lot of fluff, overvaluations, inflation, everything else. Well, with COVID, we didn't do six hundred billion in the United States. We did six trillion into the economy, and that's just directly into the economy. That's not everything else that they did. Okay, and that's on top of. All the other countries doing stimulus packages also. And so there is so much money in the global markets right now that stocks, people are still going to buy stuff. And stocks are going to be showing increased revenue because the inflation, they're, they're getting paid for it and they're charging higher prices for it. And so because of that, you're seeing 
like revenues and quote unquote profits from companies still meeting expectations and whatnot. And so that's why you're seeing the stock market going up is because it's like, well, maybe it's not so bad. It's there's so much money in the global economy. And I said this in 2008 when they put $600 billion into the economy. I said, it's going to fluff up the market. And eventually there's going to be a bigger crash than what we saw in 2008 because of that. And it just kept going up until 2020. And I said in 2020, they just put $6 trillion in the market. And it's going to keep going up. But when the recession hits, it's going to be even bigger now because of what they've done. And so like they keep talking about a soft landing. That's what the Federal Reserve keeps saying. We're trying to orchestrate a soft landing. <laughs> I, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Now, when will that landing and that crash happen? I mean, the, it's anybody's guess. I have no idea. Um, I can put some theories out there from like the United States being taken off the the world, world uh, reserve currency because of what's going on with the BRICS currencies and everything that they're trying to do there. And I mean, there's so many reasons that can happen. I mean, I won't even go off on a tangent about the BRICS, uh, <laughs> the BRICS currency and the Ukraine war and all that type of stuff, because it's all, in my opinion, tied together, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, but that's just it. They're just theories. Nobody really knows. Okay. And so that's why I mentioned when it comes to investing, keep dollar cost averaging, because you don't want to, you know, miss the run-ups that are, are happening right now. Number two, when it comes to real estate, like where I live at, I mean, we've dropped about 20% because Austin was just a stupid market to begin with. Um, and we might go down a little bit more, but in terms of a massive decrease in real estate, like 50% declines and stuff across the country, I just, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. If it does, fantastic. I think it would be great for younger people because they can they can buy a house at that point. Um, but I I wouldn't bank on it dropping too much. So should you be buying a house right now? Like I tell everybody, I tell my friends this, I tell people on Fitbucks this all the time. If this is something that you really want to do and it's something long term that you, you can see yourself being in that house for a long time, and it doesn't matter what happens with the economic cycle because you're going to be there for the next 30, 40 years. Go ahead and buy it. You have nothing to lose. Okay. But if you're looking at something like a condo and your whole thing is like, well, I'm going to buy this for five years and then I'm going to turn around and sell it and, and buy a house, you may be better off just renting and keeping your money. Okay. Like that's a big question mark. Or do what's called a 10 1 uh, adjustable rate mortgage because then you can potentially get the house cheaper and whatnot and so on and so forth. Now, I'm not gonna go too much into that. I know you're, some of your ears perked up when I said that. This is just an update podcast. Um, keep your eyes out, because I'm actually gonna be doing uh, another podcast um, about that specific topic, buying a house. Like if you're going into the market right now, like a 10-1, you know, 5-1, what are they? How do you use them? Um, but more importantly, I'm gonna be releasing a podcast showing you how mortgage brokers and real estate agents can potentially screw you um, in terms of getting you into the wrong loan. Um, it just happened to one of my 
good friends. And luckily he called me before he finalized it. Cause he's like, do you, what do you think about this loan? And it's like, Whoa, pump the brakes going into this, but that's going to be another podcast. I'm hoping to release that in the next week or two. So keep your eyes out. Um, but that is the update that I wanted to do today about the new student loan information. Update you guys on where things are at with, you know, the economy, with investments, with with home buying, you know, just my personal perspective on it and where things are at. I think even though they're saying that inflation is down to 4% now year over year, I I mean, I just look at stuff in the markets and, and going to the grocery store and stuff. And it's, to me, I don't understand how people can afford it. And I know they can't. That's why credit card defaults are at an all-time high, higher than they were in 08. Uh, auto loan defaults are higher, uh, highest that they've ever been. Like I said, these are economic indicators that I look at to see how the everyday consumer is doing. I look at that yield curve. It's not pretty, but there was so much stimulus thrown into, into the world that you know, this artificial values of what's out there can stay up for a long time. So that is the update for today. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do so. And we'll be talking to you soon.